Mahomes at bay. The Tampa Bay Bucks, Super Bowl 55. Hello and welcome to the Bucks Banter Podcast. I am your host, Colin Hallboom. This is the 65th edition of the Bucks Banter Podcast, and I am joined in person in my Buccaneers basement by none other than my co-host Scott Capron, and we are joined by Bodan Yard from across the country as well. So we are here to discuss a lot as it relates to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I've been off for a couple weeks, and we're I'm back. I swear this wasn't just because the Bucks lost, but I am. I want to say I'm happy to be back talking Tampa Bay Buccaneers football, but like I don't even know if I am. It's a really strange time to be a Bucks fan. Um, anyway, before we get started, uh, if this is your first time joining us, if this is your 65th time joining us, please make sure that you like and subscribe our work. Check out the Bucks Banter YouTube channel. And yeah, shot us a holler any way you can. Anyway, I guess we got to talk about, about the Carolina Panthers game. That's what you guys are telling me. Yeah, I think it's technically our, our duty to discuss that like quote unquote football game. Also just quick note on that intro. If if someone has been with us for all 65 episodes and go get a hobby, you know what it like we we appreciate it, but you know, mix it up, rake the leaves. I don't know, literally anything else, but no, just kidding. We appreciate it. Um, Yeah. Colin. So just, you know, to pull the curtains back a little bit, obviously as, as Bowden and I were texting the other day, um, have a group chat, obviously with the three of us, Pretty pretty quiet the last two Sundays. Um, not much not much was said after the Mike Evans drop a minute and a half into that game against Carolina. I'm just leaving that out there. Um, maybe a bad sign of, of what was to come. 21-3, boys. That was that was tough. That was tough. Yeah, that was really tough. Really, I didn't watch it live. I was one reason why it was very quiet because if I was watching that live, I would have definitely been like, "Hey, man." What's going on? Are you all right? But uh, yeah, uh, I got home. I I've had it on the zone like basically all week just because I was I just don't understand. Don't understand yeah. how that happened. Don't understand how we start that way. Um, I want to say the marital stuff is like not like it's never going to bleed into football, but obviously something's going on with Brady or going on with this team outside of football right now because there's no way they were practicing like that this week. That's what I'm saying. I think I think like if you actually isolate it, like like sort of all that shit going around, of course that is going to affect Tom Brady to some extent. But I gotta say, if you if you really analyze his play individually, like sure he's, he's missing a couple, he's missing a couple throws here and there, but he's playing phenomenal football. Like he's actually he's doing a lot. There's there's receivers not running the routes all the way through, giving up. There's miscommunications and obviously the play calling and just the general offensive scheme or the lack of like flexibility by Byron Leftwich. And this is something I think Arians was really good at was he would quickly adapt and adjust his scheme or his play calling to match the personnel he had available. You know what I'm saying? And this like old school bland, run it up the gut. Like they're running, they're running 12 man personnel all the time. Right. And it's like probably to mask the deficiencies on the offensive line. So yeah, that's why totally. they would run out two tight ends. Yeah. You don't have two quality tight ends. You have a rookie who's pretty good. A, a complete joke of a roster spot occupied by Kyle Rudolph mm. and Cam Brate, who's like probably contributing just as much right now as he recovers from like a serious injury as he was when he was on the field. Yeah. So 
like a lot of a lot of people in the media or the, the Tampa media have been critical of that. And I think it's bang on. Like, why are you running so much 12 personnel um, when it just doesn't suit? You need to spread it out wide and just let Brady go. You got to accept the fact he's going to have to get it out quick. But like having that extra body off the line of scrimmage who isn't a legitimate pass catching threat or even that good of a blocker isn't going to help your passing game and it isn't going to help your run game. So it's just that yeah. stubborn narrow-mindedness that drives me nuts. And I think that's something that Bruce Arians would have adapted to. I don't know why my mind went there to bring up Bruce, but I guess he's he's been swirling around back there because I'm just thinking, like, we need that no-risk-it-no-biscuit stuff right about now. Well, but it's completely fair for your mind to go there because automatically you, you have to look at the offense and how bad it's been and how deliberate and predictable and just inefficient they've been. When they have thrown on first down, I think they're ninth in EPA per play. Um, what like when throwing on first down, and I think they're I think it's either thirty or thirty first. Pardon me if I if I got the actual number wrong, but it's it's something around there, and it's just hitting their head into a wall. And we've been on it and and have been talking about it for weeks. But let's face it, they lost to the Steelers, who were awful. They lost and they scored twelve points. They lost to the Panthers, who are awful, and they scored three points. Like this isn't just this isn't a bad offense for Tampa Bay and for this collection of players. Yeah. This is a terrible offense by any measure anywhere in the league in like historically relative, like with these last few performances, it's, it's so bad. And um, I, I, yeah, I know. I, I, I get where you guys are coming from. And yeah. like the one thing that I will say in left, which is defense is that like this shit that he's running should work. Like you have better players. You should be executing better than this. There's a huge execution problem. Like it's not that guys aren't open. Like it wasn't that you guys didn't have plays to win that game. It was just drop balls. It was guys giving up on their roots. It's, it's almost like, uh, like when you're in high school and you have a group project and like one kid is like, yeah, I know it's a group project, but like I got stuff to do this week. I'm not going to be able to meet with you guys, but I'm going to show up when we need to show up. And he shows up and he's awesome. That's Brady. But the yeah. other guys that were in the group project all got together and just kind of hung out, didn't do any work. And then they showed up on Sunday and they're just like, oh, yeah, don't worry. Tom's going to carry us. Well, Tom can't catch the ball. Tom can't run the rest of your route for you. Like, yeah. And Rob, Tom definitely can't block for you guys. Like, I know oh, I said this like three or four weeks ago now. I was like, I'm not sure if you guys can run block. Like, you definitely can't. Like, your guards, I don't, Shaq Mason's not bad. Like, obviously, he's he's doing his best out there and he's doing pretty well. Um, but Gadecki on the left-hand side is doing horrible. Hainsey, uh, just like penalties just are getting drive killers. And same with Donovan Smith. Like, Donovan Smith was just scared of uh, – uh, Brian Burns or whatever it was yeah. uh, on the edge there like he could not like he could not help going off sides at times just because mm. he's scared of the rush knowing that he was going to get beat before this ball was snapped so um, there's a clear execution problem here and like as much as I wanted like rag on left which the play calling and I just don't know what he could do I don't know what run play would work right now I know none that of them wanted to pass more but it. like none of them work so yeah that's that's the thing right and like I think that was the main thing is like Third and one for a Tom Brady offense used to be the most automatic first one <laughs> down yeah. in football. And it just does not happen anymore. Like, you guys aren't running the sneak plays. And, like, I get why you're not. Like, your quarterback is quite old. Like, you don't want to, no. like, take too many unnecessary hits. But, like, I, I don't know how you execute. Because, like, you can't run this duo play that they're always trying to run where the guards, like, are double teaming. And they just – they can't get to the guy in time somehow that's right in front of them. Um, yeah, it's, it's crazy to watch.
But but what's and that's fair, Bo, and there's definitely an execution problem, and I agree. But there's also a stubbornness in the play calling problem that there has like something has to yeah. break here. Right? It's the Mike McCarthy offense of like, our guys are better than your guys. Even if you know what our plays are, like, we're going to execute better than you. And it's like, that works when it's Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and you're locked in. But like, they're not. They're not there. Like, but the, the Bucks are not there right now. Totally agree. But it's also just because you have a quarterback and in, in receivers that can convert third and six doesn't mean you need to be in third and six all the time. Exactly. Right? Like, don't, you, you're allowed to make it easier on Brady as well. You know what I mean? Like, don't do I, I almost feel better about third and six. I almost feel <laughs> like at this point, like third and one is bad. Like third and yeah. one is not getting converted. Fourth and one is a toss play, a toss play. I know it worked last yeah. week, but that is not going to work most weeks in the NFL. Well, and if, if you ran it the last time you're in fourth and short, you think that team hasn't watched your tape? You think when exactly. you line up that way, they're not going to be prepared for that? I love the uh, group project analogy for yes. one. I think that that hit home. That deserves an extra sip that was really good Bob. yeah and super appropriate for this yeah. scenario Thinking about it all week thanks. yeah <laughs> and like the yeah the duo run scheme is tough that what's tough is to, is like leonard fournette also like deserves some accountability as well i do think the majority of the problems because i've been thinking about it a lot there's so many different issues right injuries um like i just mentioned leonard fournette looking that well whatever whatever fucking vibes vibes just general vibes yeah vibes yeah. divorce yeah. what have you <laughs> <laughs> but I do think it stems from the the offense. It ultimately comes from Luke Gadecki being there. Yeah, the combination of him and Hainsey. Mm. The Bucks have gone from having arguably the best offensive line, and I know we've I've said this a lot, but like the more I think about it, like it just all spans from there. And and yeah. the importance of the trenches can't be be uh, overstated. It's not possible Dude. to overstate it. And Bucks fans are more familiar with that than anyone now, because. As good as a Tristan Wirfs is, and he's playing at like an ultra elite level too. If you yeah, check, he only out, gets like, beat when Shaq Mason makes a mistake or Robert Hainsey isn't pulling fast enough. Like that's the only time he gets beat. Exactly. The, the point is, and I was listening to the Audibles and Analytics podcast by John Ledyard. He's working with Paul Outwall. John Ledyard, formerly of Pewter Report, Draft Network, one of the best uh, best football minds in the game who, who covers a lot of Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And um, what him and Paul Outwall were discussing is. It doesn't like Paul Atwell actually made the point, and it was, I would rather have, uh, I would rather have five, like seven out of ten or six out of ten, even offensive linemen, all across the board, than I would have three, like ten out of tens and yeah. two, two out of tens. Okay? Yeah, yeah, and whatever that's, the cumulative. Yeah, 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 you, yeah like yeah. that's that's not exactly how they said. No, it, but, but I get my yeah, mind yeah. Is it. The point is like because. Because you, it's a unit. It is truly a unit. And they operate totally. together. So Tristan Wirfs can be as good as you want. There, There is four, five, six, seven sometimes guys trying to rush the passer. It, they need to operate as one. Like that yeah. magic carpet in Aladdin. Like, I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> but like, <laughs> no, I totally get what you're saying. No, I get it, it too. Really I wasn't weird. expecting you to go there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't expecting that at all. If anything, but I like, thought we were going to get a Lion King reference. But no. like past this game like where do you go from here like i get that like you hope at some point jensen's gonna come back but like he's not like what you ask your center to do is not what you want a guy coming back from a, na a major leg injury to but do. but both like, that's you're right but they they just need him to be they're gonna need him to be that guy right sure, but like he's just he's not like look at look at the way hansy plays tonight like he is out there moving, right? Like, that's, like, one thing that, like, that center has to be able to do. Is Ryan Jensen going to be more athletic than Robert Hainsey is right now? Mm. 
when he comes back. Like that's that's what that's yeah. what ruins, that's what worries me about this team. It's just like what are the answers? I don't I honestly don't know. Like I get that the pass protection is good and like you can go out there and pass every down, but like when you get into that run game, you're going to have to get into the run game at some point and it's just like how do you solve what's going on with this offensive line? But and I I, I I for one like before this season was like don't worry they'll figure it out like Jensen's t- like tough he'll be back blah 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 but like I just I don't know how it works I I just like I think that's what's really you can see that in the NFL right now is just like the good offenses for one have that deception just fucking drenched all over their offense like yeah that's the one thing the Chiefs the Bills the Eagles they're so good at just hiding what their play is whether through personnel through motion or just the way that they set up their plays but like yeah. also they don't ask their offensive line to do things that they can't do as well so it's just like i get what leftwich is trying to do and like why he wants to run the plays that he's running but i don't think he has the offensive line to do it and if you don't have the offensive line to to use a run game you just have to run weird shit man like run really weird run plays other than a fourth and one toss play, but like yeah. anything else that you can think of, throw the pistol out there, throw a wildcat out there one time or something. I don't know, but like do some weird shit, just get people off of just sitting on what you are going to do. Yeah. So then let's, let's have a second and two where you run and it's not against the stacked box. You know what no I mean? Doubt. Like they're, they're running into these boxes all the time and no, like, I don't think Fournette's been great, but there's also not, there's, There's nowhere no to go. There's you need to, to just barrel over your offensive lineman and fall exactly. forward. Hopefully. And then it, you yeah. know, it, it'll help the offensive line if there's if there's one or two less guys to actually block and it's not an obvious run running situation, right? <laughs> like I I just think they need to change to to flip the script and like pass to set up the run. You know, like yeah. and it's sorry, as we were talking, I was just thinking about how hard it is to have a good offense in the in this league, right? So it's tough. just all of it is difficult look at the guys that the bucks have and they're scored three points last week like that yeah. seems almost impossible and it also obviously speaks to the um you know the importance of of line play and how especially with the immobile quarterback how how much y- you need that protection right but it's just i mean we're talking about how bad we're actually like how bad those last two games are it's fascinating that we have this primetime game to watch tonight it's almost insane right against uh, a real team with a pulse like baltimore to see what they do because like if they're just banging their head against the wall early again Bo and caught like i i don't know what you do with leftwich at this point the way he laughed off that question from friend of the pod jc allen it just showed to me it shows an utter lack of understanding of what the problem is any, it's an arrogance uh, thing, yeah. An arrogance thing, a lack of willingness to change or adapt. Your first word, like when you were talking about Arians' call, you mentioned adapting. And I'm thinking that's the last thing that left, which is done, right? Yeah. He hasn't adapted at all. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, well said, man. I couldn't agree more. I'm glad you brought up shout out to JC Allen for that. That was a great question. Yeah, and it was awesome. JC wasn't backing down when Leftwich appeared to have no idea what EPA meant or stands for. <laughs> um, expected points added, which yeah. is a pretty valuable stat objectively. So yeah, you might want to um, know that one. Yeah, yeah. And now that, that isn't like so analytically in the weeds, by the way. Like that one, yeah. that's pretty. Uh, you know surface level it, it's almost like war in baseball it's yeah, so surface like, like it's a, it's just an undisputed uh important statistic yeah um but yeah so it, it's been it's been crazy and like i wrote i wrote a piece today 
kind of ask su- suggesting like can the bucks right to ship and i i kind of described this game or tried to paint the picture of it being a bit of a fork in the road because i i don't believe the bucks have the opportunity or the luxury to make the excuse of injuries anymore because they squandered that when they lost to the fucking carolina panthers and the pittsburgh yeah. steelers so yeah that's done so so I, looking looking ahead to this game okay so the ravens are four and three they've also they've had a tough schedule and they've blown a couple leads at the end of the game to some good teams, um, some impressive offense, which not to like excuse that, but they've Dude. been in a lot of the games they've lost. I, oh, they've been blown, in blown leads is an understatement. They're they've had 10 point leads in every game that they've played. Every this game. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's insane. Yeah. So to be four and three after that is just like not even bad luck. They're, pro- execution. they're closer to with that stat and just with the like how those games actually went. They're closer to a 7-0 and team than a 4-3 and team. Like, <laughs> yeah, really, honestly, if you're just evaluating like, the performance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so the final result. And, you know, they had another close one against Cleveland. Um, it was actually kind of an interesting game on Sunday. Those two, yeah. I feel like those two teams always play pretty close ones. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, if we're going to get into this game, we have we have Bucks secondary players out. Obviously, the receivers for Baltimore are is not their is not their strength, right? But then there's always the Lamar factor. I, as far as playing like a pretty good team, I feel like it's a decent matchup for the Bucks, right? Like, I, and I know that's insane. They lost by 18 to uh, like a corpse of a Panthers team, making yeah. PJ Walker look like whoever out there. He was he, he looked great last week, but yeah, it, like it, just, just to like say, give the. I think PJ Walker is a quarter a quarterback upgrade. That's the one thing about he played great, you know, yeah. and like he's actually pretty good compared so to what too. they've run Dude, out there. So, I, so like to give the Panthers some flowers, like I watched them play the Rams just because I, I like watching the Rams play for some reason still this year. Um they did not they took no chances literally playing yeah. that game. Even when they got the lead, before they got the lead, they like just like everything was at the line of scrimmage. They basically were just throwing into the dirt at times. Their defense got them the points. Um, it was something they like the, the lowest Bucks, air yards ever, Bo. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, sorry, yeah. Like, they play the Bucks. It's a completely different offense. Like, they literally <laughs> were just like, oh, is Bruce Arians on that sideline? Like, that was – like, The him throws down. he was making to DJ Moore, like, the back of the end zone was ridiculous. The sideline play where Moore was actually out of – like, didn't get the foot down. But, like, holy shit, how, did he, how was he even able to make that throw? Um, he played like, unbelievably well. He's pretty good, I think. Like, yeah, Carl so, like, said. that was the one thing with, like, the Bucks defense on that game. I was, like, not, like, obviously there's some blown coverages and, like, the run game, they weren't able to defend it as well as we've come to expect them to. Um, but the Panthers played a good game. They called a great game as well, too. So, but, yeah. But in this league, even the good defenses can have bad weeks. And I'm not saying last play week play. was a bad week, but, I mean, like, you, you can't just – hold them forever if you keep seeing your offense not scoring it's just very hard 21 points again like giving up against uh carolina last week that should have been enough from their defense to win the game and it wasn't even close based on what the offense did but just a quick side note about uh walker with carolina i don't love a lot of subjective type narratives when it comes to gambling and, and just football in general really but i do think there is something to the we actually like our quarterback thing and we're going to play yeah. for that guy. And I, I do think there's something about that. Cause even he's been there longer than Mayfield and Darnold, obviously. Right. And I feel like they, the, the Panthers just looked energetic 
it, yeah. like right Fuck like the real people right the real people yeah. out there yeah so, of course we've all been in locker rooms like yeah of you're course. gonna you're gonna play harder whether you would ever acknowledge it or even realize it yourself or yeah. not when it's someone you like and care for and would love to see them succeed totally agree yeah. or like after the game. the chuba hubbard touchdown edmonton zone by the way yeah uh, that was sick. He, they were fuck they were so excited man that oh. whole team came out onto the field for him that was so cool to watch so yeah. And oh, sorry, I should also we didn't mention like the other thing about losing to the Panthers and the Steelers back to back. Do you re- like people? They were so banged up, both those teams. I know, like yeah. they're yeah. missing. Like JC, I Warren know, wasn't playing. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey was Christian gone. McCaffrey CJ Henderson, Henderson wasn't like, playing. Yeah, yeah, Minka was out. Like, like it couldn't have been more tailor made for an easy victory. Oh, the, the get the, right the games. Bucks, yeah, the Bucks got bet up in both of those games. Like the line moved. Double digit, there, like, right? Yeah, Finished it went from close. ten and a half to thirteen in Carolina, and I think it went from eight to ten for Pittsburgh. Like yeah. the fact that they lost those two games back to back is unbelievable yeah unbelievable yeah. and i'm hoping this is just a, another exciting wrinkle in the tom brady story where he gets written off. he just needs to be written off so maybe this is all part of his plan oh my god certainly doesn't look that way though and oh. um scott you're talking about the ravens and the bucks and like i liked like you know for the sake of the tampa Bay buccaneers i don't hide the fact that i'm a fan and this is killing me and that's why i don't <laughs> talk to you guys via text all of a sudden <laughs> um but is like it, I, I don't have confidence in the Bucks this this week just because of like what these past two I games have done you. to me, right? And just yeah. it's more so like I I don't know. Tom Brady just came on the screen. Fuck that. Let's like we're gonna win. <laughs> Fuck. I take that. <laughs> um, no, but in terms of the Ravens, th- the matchup is interesting because the Ravens defensively, for example, okay. So the the Bucks are supposed to be defensively like if we're going off a, a bit of a larger sample size beyond this season, what the expectations are based on the personnel and what the team has done under the coach. They are supposed to be a run stuffing unit that doesn't yeah. give up big plays. Yep. Right. And then offensively, they're this like aerial juggernaut, really, based on the players they have and, and with with the greatest quarterback of all time and, you know, an aggressive aerial attack. OK, those things haven't happened so far, but those actually are polar opposites to the Ravens who have this. Yeah this dynamic uh, running running offense with the most explosive athlete at the quarterback position in the history of sport. Um, and, and their passing defense is supposed – well, their whole defense should be really good, actually, yeah, coming yeah. into this year. It's kind of shocking. But they've actually been the most vulnerable through the air. Yeah. So the way that that aligns for, for the Buccaneers, like they have the best run D to potentially stop – uh, Lamar Jackson in that run game, yep. and then offensively, you would you would think in theory they would have all of the tools and then some to attack what what appears to be a vulnerable secondary on Baltimore's side as well. Yep. So it does line up in that way, Scott, based on some of the numbers this year. Baltimore's towards the bottom, very bottom of the league, like twenty six and pass defense, a couple different metrics on that side of the ball. So. But they got to just do it then. Exactly, like, we got to see yeah. it. We there has to be a change, and we have to hope that you know maybe Leftwich was playing possum in that in that post-game presser, hoping, you know, thinking that there has to be changes for this uh, on this short turnaround. Cause you're like what Colin just laid out is, is so right. And even though I, I said that they're probably based on the way the games have gone, Baltimore is closer to seven and zero than they are four and three. I, I don't know. Anybody super impressed with them. I, I fully acknowledge that they're good and competent and Lamar is terrifying to go again, like to play against. So like, that's all, all fair but are they are they like really really good i don't think they're really really good i think cincinnati's better than better than them in that division um i think they're a solid team but i i just this feels like a spot for those linebackers for tampa to really step up and play 
and and let's see someone from Devin White, for example. Let's see what the secondary can do while they're a bit banged up against another banged up unit in the in the Raver in the Ravens receiving core, right? I'm sorry. I think about the Bucks now a lot. And it's just, we just got to yes, see it. I we could just, die happy. Yeah, I know. We, like, <laughs> we just got to fucking see it out there tonight, right? Yeah. Like, uh, you it's know all it's there. there. It's you know there. it's there. They've improved. I said coming into this year, this is the best version of the Bucks under Tom Brady since they've been here. And they've already won a goddamn Super Bowl. Call, we got together to watch this game. Perfect. It's a Thursday night spot. The best. It's a right? get-right get game, get right game for us. It's a get-right game for us, for our relationship personally, yeah, too. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. We're sharing a microphone, but that's not it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Colin's wearing a ring now, so uh, yeah. what's going on? Well, you didn't have it on before. Um, <laughs> it's because it didn't fit, man. Yeah. <laughs> I've lost weight over the Buccaneers results. Yes. God damn. Uh, but the, I, I guess it just – I know – it just comes down to, but we got to see it, right? Like yeah. someone has to change here. Well, what yeah. are you looking at? What are you looking for for tonight? Well, it's just it, man. Like I want to see, I want to see if Mark Andrews is hundred percent healthy. I want to see how they deal with that with Antoine Winfield not being in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big, that's like basically a zero help one-on-one matchup for Levante David that he has yeah. to win. Like that's just, just, just the way that it has to be tonight is if that aerial, like I fully expect, even though the Ravens are usually a running team, I fully expect them to attack through the air tonight. Um, I think Lamar only threw the ball like 16 times in that that Browns win or whatever, something mm-hmm. like that. So um, that has to go up. And if that goes up, I want to see if the Bucks can keep pace with that. Well, hopefully if Lamar's throwing a bunch, that means the Bucks have gotten out to a lead, right? And, they, and they have to chuck it to uh, – to, to try to come back. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm scared shitless of Lamar Jackson, man. It's one thing to watch him from afar because, like, you know, <laughs> God, I can't remember watching him play against the Bucs. Like, yeah, but, exactly. You don't yeah. have to do it. It's not like but, he's in your division. But just today, as I'm thinking about it, I'm like, fuck. Like, that. <laughs> it's a whole nother level of fuck when it's just a never, you, it's never yeah. resting. You can, you, you play, need to be up 10 points to be like, oh, yeah, it's okay, I guess. Yeah, you got to be up two scores. You I can, agree. You could play perfect defense on third and 13. And just have yeah. nothing available. Oh shit, we're playing too good of defense. Lamar's just gonna, yeah, you know, we're, <laughs> yeah. we've gone too far with these this receiver, or this tight end. Like it's just such a troublesome trump card to fall back on for him. And he's become so good at at uh, balancing, you know, those qualities of being a runner and a passer. Like that's part of the art, right? I think yeah. for these highly athletic quarterbacks, um, is balancing when to do it. Josh Allen's mastered it, and Lamar Jackson has too. So yeah, uh, he scares the shit out of me. Those those Lamar third and nine scrambles are so backbreaking. It's just um, yeah. you finally feel like you can taste getting your defense off the field. You can you can taste it, right? You've played great the first two downs, and then he just either scrambles easily or he can or he can make you miss, right? Like it's not like it's not just that he can run. He's like as good as a running back, like with the ball in his hands, right? So, oh god. Well, now I'm nervous again. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's got more rushing yards than the entire Buccaneers team oh. uh, for one, and he's Jesus. their quarterback. Also, another interesting stat I stumbled across today: um, Tom Brady, in his entire 23-year career, has never, ever been two games yeah. over under 500. How insane! And hasn't that? he? He's never lost three games in a row either, hasn't he? Yeah, uh, I don't think that's. I'm pretty sure that's true too. Yeah, it might be. Shit, I mean, that would. 
we have the NFL Network pregame show on, and they just they just flashed. Tom Brady is three and one in primetime games against former MVPs since 2010. What? What? You didn't have the numbers about like when the last time they played on a rocket ship? Like, who gives a shit? Yeah. That is in, that is an insane stat. Yeah. Yeah. That is truly digging deep for that poor like uh exec that poor producer or whatever had to do it. Well, they've had to do this all day, man. Like, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, like I feel like what more do we have to say? Let's go watch this fucking football a game. Lot of like, time to fill. Um, Sorry, uh, Tom Brady has lost once uh, three times in a row. It was two thousand and two. So what? Sorry, I was fifteen when that. Oh, happened. sorry. I thought I thought I was that wrong. Was 2002? No, that's what you said. Yeah. Oh, wow. So his first three year. games in a row. That's the only time he's ever done it in his whole career. It's insane. Unreal. Now, Bo, you mentioned already, and you were saying it off off air to us. Like you, you, you think the play is for the Ravens to kind of take advantage of the depleted secondary, and I just do need to highlight, you know, how just the oh, side yeah. effects of that Carolina loss. I mean, Antoine Winfield has has, in my eyes, been the best defensive player, probably the best player on this team so far this yeah. year. He's been balling out of control. He's been Fully playing fantastic agree. football. You can't. That's just like an objective fact. I think anyone. You know how like with Devin White, there's so much like contentious opinion about him. Some people love <laughs> him. Really is. Some people think yeah. he's terrible. Um, Carlton By the Davis, way, that the the back to back like explosive runs is like a microcosm of why we always say the things we say about Devin White. Yeah, it's just like literally getting beat on one play and trying to overcorrect on on that getting beat so badly that they just run a cutback. Like yeah. it was a play calling touchdown. Like he he just got completely fooled by. And he's just as dumb shit. Like he got the that that rough in the passer on a huge third yeah. down stop. Like that was inexcusable. Like you don't play dumb, like, oh dude, yeah. you're not hard. Like doesn't matter. Just don't put your hands on him. That was so far after the play. And, so and out these, of control. Lap, these these lapses in judgment are so oh, frustrating. And I get more frustrated and angry about it um when he doesn't seem like remorseful like he'll just like go back to being lazy again like i don't like this <laughs> laziness like i want that hunger back i i feel like he's feeling himself a little too much since he's gotten all this success early on and um i'm hoping he gets right tonight though i'll tell you eight tackles would be nice <laughs> but, yeah a couple investments on it yeah but Scotty, you got anything on the go for i have one i just told i have rashad white over 15 and a half receiving yards and it's got, it's got yeah. bumped up to 20 and a half so I yeah, mean, yeah. I kind of feel like I should just get the win, yeah. you know, for getting such a great opening line like that. I don't think that's how it works, shockingly. But yeah, how about you? No, I haven't. I haven't touched anything yet. Okay. But I'm I'm interested in the Devin White. I'm interested in the Rashad. I was looking at uh, Rashad White's run, rushing yards too, just because the Ravens can't really stop the run either. So. Well, yeah, well, and that's interesting. Like, part of me is like, great. Is Leverage gonna be like, all right, let's just hammer the rock. No one will expect it. Everyone expects me to change. So now's the time to stay the same. I don't. I, I can't even talk about it. You know? Oh I man. Know. Oh my God. What are they smiling about? Yeah. What are they smiling about? Leverage, don't smile. No. Come on. I, I want Leverage to do well. This is. Totally <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I grew up idolizing this imbecile. I know. Um, I, I, anyway, no, like, what, no reason. I'm. That's definitely the reason why I'm capping for him a little bit. Yeah. What else do we have? Is there anything else we need to hit on at this point? I mean, um, this is, uh, like I said, I do believe like it's a, this is a crucial, crucial game for the Bucs. Because that's honestly, and this, I know there's no, there's no moral victories, especially in professional sports. But if they lose, <coughs> like, I don't know, if they lose 27, 26 on some heartbreaking play, I will actually be at least like, okay, okay. 
Like at least I saw something. Yeah. Like yeah. fuck as that is to say. No, no. If they I, break twenty points, yes, we should be very excited. No, but what's and what's like related to what Colin said, I think, is like the shittiness of their division. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. showing a pulse and like let's see something from them is is even more important than a win this specific week, I think, because of how bad the last two weeks have been. And the other teams in the division suck, right? Like so it's not like they're out of it or or anything like that. Obviously, they need to win. Like, they need to fucking win yeah. the game. Like, come on. Kid. They're never going to be out of this division, but exactly winning the NFC is it's going to be way harder. It's but we, I harder. honestly, I don't think we've even highlighted how bad the performances were the last. Like, oh my God. really? All see right? Like, everyone just knows. You just assume. I guess that's right. But that's why we need to see some semblance of a competent game plan and like an engaged Brady. That's a bit of a pun, I suppose. Well, not really. Well, Brady like, to someone else. We can't put it like I. I literally like I watched that game so many. Like I've watched so many of the plays so many times at this point. Like I can't put anything on Brady. Like Brady was throwing into no. Three, oh, no, like, no, no, into no. the tightest windows, triple coverage. It's just that off the field, it seems like he's probably not practicing on Wednesdays, and he's showing up. No, he's been practicing. He's been practicing on is, Wednesdays. Is he even, back on Wednesdays now? Well, he, he's not officially. Like he has that day off, but he's been just saying "fuck that" and coming in. So just you know, okay, good. Because that's what you need, man. Like, yeah, he's he's been the easiest guy to coach for a long time because of that work ethic. Is like he shows up on Wednesdays, like it's fucking Sunday. But that's um, true. Anyways. And the one, the so I, like Brady, you can only do so much when you don't have enough time to throw, and um. We already talked about the O-line, and we've talked about it so much. But we And we all know Brady can mitigate that to a pretty significant extent based on how quick he gets yeah. the ball out. But the point is he's he's not going to be leading this incredible offense through the air without a little bit more time. And and it's not so much that he needs the time to get the ball off. It's that the, the receivers, receivers need the time yeah. to get open and catch it. Yeah. So, totally like, agree. a lot of times he was just missing last game. Yeah. Like, just missing. Whether it was uh, Russell Gage, like, not running his route all the way to the side, which which – the analyst highlighted perfectly yeah. or oh that was bad yeah or or there were other plays where like mike evans i thought he was a decoy or and he, or wasn't what happens if mike evans catches that ball oh right yeah the Would momentum you know, you know what i mean yeah. like there's something to that then they score on their first try excuse me they're up right away you know yeah. they scored a minute 40 into the game i don't know like it's just there is but, something like I'm, it's just occurring to me now. It's like, do you wonder if like those guys have been so spoiled by the ball coming out of Brady's hands so quickly that when they don't get it in under two seconds, they just give up on their roots? <laughs> like, I mean, is that what's going on? Like, that's a, that's like a serious question. I I honestly no. wonder if they just say like Russell Gage is just like, oh yeah, Brady gets us out in like two point two seconds. So if my roots not done by then, he's not going to throw me the ball. Like, I mean. The, I don't know. That is, I think there's something that's at least possible. I hope that's not the case. But it's, they're just I spoiled. Where, I definitely see where you're coming from. I don't know. Yeah. Let's just see Mike Evans and Chris Godwin be fucking awesome tonight, too, by the way. Like, be yeah. top 10 or 12 receivers or wherever you have them in your hierarchy, right? Like, I don't know. Poor, poor Godwin. Poor Godwin. He comes back, and it, it takes, like, one – healthy quarter and the next thing you know he's getting 13 targets through the other three <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You, you can just stay with how, mike evans his ankle's right? like coming off and he's like yeah i'm gonna get 12 targets i guess but i like and that I... like tom brady's smart man and like godwin yeah. godwin's not at full health and i gotta tell you man no. chris godwin is low-key one of like my favorite football players ever yeah 
Like that's he's how much tough. I like. I just like everything I about him. him. I, I love, love him. everything about him. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he's I, my favorite buck. He's amazing. So to just if he can, he's going to be better, looking better each week. Every time he walks off the end, Julio is back tonight. So that's an intriguing thing to, to watch for. And I know, like, yeah. when he's been in there, he's looked great, but he hasn't been in there. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping he is only out there, not because Russell Gage is out. So it's by necessity, but because he's ready. Because if the Buccaneers are going to fuck this up again and put, <laughs> throw him out there too early, again, that is on them. He could have been on IR. There are guys who could have been. Uh, uh, Akeem Hicks could have been on the IR. Like these are players that could be opening up a valuable roster spot for games like tonight. So instead we got, we're like dressing Kyle Trask and everything's all fucked up. Like we just, it doesn't make sense. Right. They haven't been able to, they haven't handled all the injuries in the way that they should have or in the most efficient way. But I also understand those are hard to read. Yeah. You don't, you don't know how it's going to go. So I'm not, totally. you know, calling it all from the sidelines. Anyway. I think we wanted to keep this pretty brief, and I don't know if either of you guys have anything in particular you need to get off your chest before we start to wrap this sucker up. But I'm I'm like pretty pumped up to watch the Bucks in prime time, um, in spite of of the last two weeks that that we've ranted and raved about here. Yeah, I'm I'm ready to get hurt again. Let's watch this game, 100. <laughs> percent No, I'm feeling more calm. I'm feeling more calm. You'll be safe, buddy. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's not what he meant. Yeah. Um, no, I, need a, I, I need a full couch buffer. Yeah. <laughs> No, I like I, – I, I think they come out. I think they play well. I think they win tonight. So like I wish it. we could bet on Tom Brady first quarter t- uh, passing touchdown. I like – I would feel like those would be nice odds. See, my problem is I keep like <laughs> – You keep playing going. it on three. <laughs> no, I, yeah, because I'm like, oh, he's due. When he, come, when he starts throwing a TD, he's going to throw a fucking three. Um, yeah. I'm telling you, though, I'm, I'm very high on Devin White tackle milestone of eight or more tackles tonight. It's tackles plus assists at our sports book. Yeah. And uh, it's it's great juice. It's what is it plus? It's a, it's like plus one fifty five right now or something. Yeah. So it was uh, plus one sixty five this afternoon. Something like okay. that. Okay. So yeah. Anyway, uh, that's a bet I really like. So uh, with that being said, whatever happens tonight, we're calling it the fork in the road. We'll see if they go right. We'll see if they they go left, or we'll see what we'll see what happens. Either way. Uh, please make sure that you are liking, subscribing, reviewing our work, whether it be on Spotify or Apple, or you're getting it directly from the source on YouTube. We appreciate the support very much. Uh, and please make sure that you are also scoping out my written work over at Bucks Game Day, along with all the other great writers. Again, that is Sports Illustrated's only website dedicated specifically to covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. On behalf of my co-hosts and dear friends, Bodan and Scott, We'll catch you later. Go box. Hopefully this isn't too ugly. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> <laughs>